Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Happy to have you joining us here on episode 20. We are almost fully legal. So it's great to be back. Jim, how are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. How about yourself, Tom? Very good too. Uh, you know, as we hit the hit the I don't want to call it the home stretch of fall, but it kind of feels like it's the home stretch of fall. Late October into November, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Big Ten football starts this weekend. Uh, that speaks to my heart. I know you love your I Wisconsin Badgers. So, um, yeah, and are, don't they play like a Friday game in one of these first two weeks? Uh, this Friday, yeah, they this play tomorrow night uh, against Illinois. Um, there we so. go. Who does Michigan play this weekend? Minnesota. It's the primetime primetime game on Saturday night on ABC. So That'll be a good game. Go blue. Yep. Nebraska, Very excited. Which is where I live, uh, plays Ohio State because apparently the Big Ten commissioner was not happy with Nebraska's whining about postponing the season. So right. they go Ohio State in week one as their penance, I think. But uh, yes. And for all the listeners that have joined us in the first 60 minutes, welcome to the new two spot monkeys where we only talk college football. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen here. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who does listen. Uh, I was I glanced this morning for the first time in a few weeks um, at our uh, listens counts. And while we're certainly not breaking any records um, in the podcast world, and, and we don't intend to, um, not, not counting last week's show, which was a little down in listeners for some reason, um, but our, our last few episodes before we had that couple of week break there, um, we were getting the most listens we'd ever had. So thank you to... Uh, anybody who's found us, um, I know we've had an email from one or a message on Facebook from one of our listeners uh, who wants us to do a retro review on a show that neither Tom nor I think we have ever seen uh, from a, a UK show uh, back in the nine, early 90s. Um, and we're going to try to get to that, Nick. Um, so we will we will try to get that on the schedule, maybe in November somewhere. We haven't really planned out that far ahead. But um, if you got something you want us to talk about, too, uh, shoot us a message on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, we also have a two spot monkeys at gmail.com email address. Um, so if you would like to hear us talk about something, whether it's current, retro, you know, fantasy wrestling, you know, fantasy booking, whatever you might want to hear us do, uh, let us know. Because really, this show is about you guys. As much as Tom and I uh, do this for our own enjoyment and edification, uh, we also want somebody to listen to it every once in a while. <laughs> um, and uh, so if there's something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We will try to get it in the schedule. Well, Tom, should we jump into things? We should. And I, I just didn't, it feels like it's been more than a week since we last connected. I know it's not been more yeah. than a week, but it just, that's that's the, the nature of the busyness of uh, just life sometimes. Life so, is, yes. So thankful that we can spend time recording and talking about wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, and you're right about it being, it feeling like the home stretch of fall, you know, I mean, Halloween Havoc's around the corner. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Hell in a Cell around the corner. We'll do that, talk about that. Um, it got cold here this week. I don't know about in Michigan, but uh, it definitely today. I think the high is like 41. So um, they're they're starting to talk about that S word that I don't really like talking about in October. Um, yeah, you know, reminded me that I need to uh, totally shut my sprinkler system down for the even though I didn't run it all summer um, and my grass has shown it. Um, I need to get that shut down for the winter. So. It's here. Fall is here. So let's talk about fall wrestling um, rather than my sprinkler system and college football, which we've now in the first four minutes of this talked about all sorts of things except wrestling. Uh, the G1 Climax came to a conclusion uh, a little over a week ago uh, or a little under a week ago. I'm sorry, last weekend. Um, and Kota Ibushi is your G1 Climax winner. 
uh, and will go on at Wrestle Kingdom, which again was announced as a two-day affair on January 4th and 5th. I meant to look ahead because last year I kind of felt like the reason they did that was because the 4th and 5th fell on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but they again are doing a two-day affair, and it's a Monday-Tuesday this year. Uh, so that'll be interesting. We could have, I think you could see some people uh, who have Monday off, perhaps, although New Year's Day is, I don't know. It'll be weird. Um Maybe I'll take those days off so I can sit at home and watch Wrestle Kingdom. But Wrestle Kingdom coming up in January. Kota Ibushi will challenge whomever the IWGP heavyweight and most likely Intercontinental Champion is at that point. Uh, currently Tetsuya Naito. And boy, that matchup seems to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Tom and I talked a little bit before we hit record. And I probably should have seen that coming. <laughs> but if you remember back to our New Japan picks, uh, both Tom and I, I believe, had Jay White winning the finals. Uh, Sonata, I believe, was who you had Jay White going over. Yep. And uh, Evil was who I had him going over, uh, neither of which happened. Sonata did make the finals, though, so Tom did well uh, to pick one of the finalists. Uh, I got neither of them, which, if you paid attention to our picks over the last few months, pretty much sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, if you're in a pick em, you should wait until Tom and I do pick and then just go the opposite of what I'm talking about, because, really, I don't know what I'm doing, obviously. Um, Tom, what are, what are your thoughts on Ibushi and anything else? Uh, obviously, there was a major storyline coming out of the last uh, Block A night as well that we can talk about maybe too. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Ibushi winning the G1? Yeah, I, I've yet to watch the match, um, but I wanted to be current for our conversation today. So I did go through and get familiar with the results and, and how everything played out. And um, it's interesting, like when you make pickums, your heart and your and your head conflict right uh and then when you watch it play out in real time uh some of that falls into the background like I, I knew when i was watching the show and i had stayed spoiler free really up until um you know last weekend's shows came and went and life took us in different directions and i just couldn't couldn't find the time to catch up uh, on that product among other products for that matter um but yet i spent time watching the detroit lions at least they won um i digress uh, I, I like the outcome. I like. I, I. I wish, like to your point, I wish I would have been able to think about or see that coming. I think my lack of uh, being current on all of the New Japan stories, uh, you know, you know, was a factor there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's not that's not a statement to say that I would have had I been fully engrossed in all of the storylines that I would have made a different choice. Um, but I liked it, and we talked again before we recorded. Abushi now becomes the third competitor to win back-to-back G1s since the inception of the tournament about 30 years ago. Um, people have won more than three times overall, but there have been now three back-to-back -back winners. So that's exciting. Um, that's historic. And it's been about a decade and a half since the last time that happened. So excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, my goal, um, not related to the G1, uh, but related to New Japan, is to now not let what happened when the New Japan Cup ended uh, with my viewership of New Japan. I want to stay connected. I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch the final two nights or final two nights of the blocks plus the final show um, here over the next couple of days. And uh, and, and I just want to remain current. So, and again, building towards, of course, uh, World Tag League, which those competitors are coming up and, and what I'm really excited for best of the Super Juniors. And if they were able to bring guys over for the G1, I'm really hopeful uh, they're able to bring some guys over for, for, for best of super juniors too. 
Absolutely. And, and I think, and we've talked about this, I think on the show before too, I hope they're able to, to get some people over maybe for that tag league as well, because the tag division is, it needs a little work. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious what the tag teams will be. Um, and since they're going every other um, night with the, the shows, so the, the tournaments are going to have their first night kickoff. Both tournaments, if I understood right, will be on the first night and the last night, the finals night. But other than that, the tournaments, the tag league will be one night. Then the next show will be best of the super juniors and back and forth. Um, I'm kind of thinking about 10 competitors in each makes sense. It gives you five matches each night. Um, plus they'll probably throw a young lions match on there. So you got six matches, which is kind of what they did with, with the G one as well. Um, so be interesting to see if you asked me to name 10 tag teams right now that uh, could happen, I'd be putting a lot of kind of randomness together to get there. Um, I'm hoping maybe the grill is a destiny can get back over there. They've been here in the U S and, and working in the, the new Japan USA uh, strong shows that have been going on, on, on new Japan world, which I haven't, I tried to start watching uh, way back I watched the new Japan USA cup. But other than that, I've fallen so far behind on those. I'm not even going to try to catch back up, uh, but the gorillas, it'd be nice to see them get back over there and some other folks as well. So um be interesting to see how that goes. And of course we have power struggle coming up as well uh, on November 7th. Um, I think it is. Uh, so power struggle will, uh, will set the tone for both the world tag league, uh, the best of the super juniors and really for uh, some of what we'll see at wrestle kingdom as well. Um, Naito is facing evil that night for the titles. Uh, the let's see the never open way title is on the line between Minoru Suzuki and Shingo uh, and, and a number of other matches as well, including a tag match uh, between uh, Will Ospreay and his new friend, the great Okan, uh, who you may have read about, Tom, since you haven't seen that take place just yet. Uh, it's worth watching. Uh, it's really a well-done angle. Will Ospreay going heel. I actually think this could work really well. Um, I think splitting Osprey off from Chaos is a good idea, um, especially if they really want to get behind him. Um, and I think Okada is teaming with, oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's show. show yeah. Um, again, so it's it's kind of an odd pairing there. I mean, they're both chaos members, but it's a little bit weird. Um, but I'm looking forward to Osprey as a heel. And, and the great Okan is a big dude. I haven't seen him work yet. Um, I've been meaning to go on YouTube and catch a couple of his matches and that sort of thing, see what he can do. Um, I know he was a young lion in the New Japan um, Tomo Yuki Oka, I believe was his name when he was a young lion. Something close to that. Oka was the last name. Uh, he's now the great Okan um, and a big dude. So I, it was it was pretty impressive. So uh be interesting to see where that goes. It sounds like maybe they're calling themselves the Empire um, was something I had seen on Twitter, I think. Now, I don't know if that was somebody giving them a name or if Osprey has said something that I missed um, naming them that. Uh, be interesting to see, too, do they add more to that team um, New Japan sure loves its factions. So, uh, you know, does Will Ospreay kind of get his own faction going now, which I think certainly could be a thing that happens. Uh, B Priestley as well in that, in that grouping, uh, not a lot of women usually showing up in new Japan. So interesting to see that, um, and interesting to see if that leads any to anything more in the ring because new Japan, uh, their, their parent company does own stardom as well. So uh, do we start seeing some women in new Japan? That, that would be interesting. Um, 
Huge man, any other uh, thoughts, Tom? Well, I just wondered, again, not having watched everything play out in real time um, or even like digging deep on kind of reading through the results, anything uh, in terms of worth worth conversating on uh, as it relates to the Bullet Club and dissension there? Because there was kind of like the building storyline of like Jay White and potentially Evil and, and, and Kenta and just kind of who might be the, the true leader of the Bullet Club and things of that nature. It seems like it's still just a slow burn there okay. uh, on that. And and I'm wondering if Power Struggle and or maybe even the Tag League, if they get involved, you know, if if those three gentlemen are somehow um, teamed with other people for the Tag League or or maybe two of them team up for the Tag League, that could be interesting too. Um, none of them are juniors, so I don't, um, don't see obviously anything going on there with those three. But I think it's still just a slow burn of that dissension in the ranks but not outward hostility yet um if you ask me i i think at wrestle kingdom there's going to be some sort of a blow off to that um whether it involves all three of them or just two of them or some sort of a faction match or I, something there's going to be a blow off coming at wrestle yeah kingdom. i think i would lean towards the idea of a potential jay white evil match at wrestle kingdom um i know that kenta is defending his briefcase against tanahashi uh for the u.s intercontinental uh title i don't see tanahashi winning that maybe i'm wrong um and i wonder if moxley's return to new japan just with the AEW schedule makes sense that it would happen for the, maybe the first russell kingdom show uh again i don't know how they would do all of that because i have to imagine that dynamite would be live that wednesday and I would think they would want him to quarantine after traveling if that is the case. So who knows, right? But I could, I could see the top five matches or top four matches at Wrestle Kingdom over the two nights being, you know, assuming Naito doesn't lose the title, uh, Naito versus Ibushi, Jay White Evil, Kenta Moxley, uh, Okada Osprey. Yep. Um, and, and hopefully Shingo in a high profile match. I don't know. <laughs> right. Or, 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 keep beating that drum until we get it. Yeah. Or, or, or again, the tag title, that's something important with the tag titles. Again, it depends on obviously who's involved in the tag league. And obviously, they'll, they'll, whoever wins that will be challenging uh, Zach and Tai Chi. So we'll see. Yeah. Cause they are not defending their tag titles. I don't believe that power struggle. So, um, that you would think they should hold those unless they like are in the tag league and defend them in every match. But that hasn't traditionally been what's happened in the tag league. So um, they might be in it, but they, they won't be defending it. It's not going to get crazy like that. Um, so new Japan, still a lot of fun. Uh, they've got the road to power struggle starting uh, next week. I want to say um, there's a six man title match on that as well. And, and some other stuff. So uh, worth, worth checking out what's going on in new Japan. They were, they were fun shows, those last few shows to watch uh, and see kind of where they're headed. And the quality of wrestling throughout the entire tournament, both blocks, my word. Like, I so enjoyable, so enjoyable. It's one of those things where, you know, as I've spent time, I haven't watched anything uh, New Japan related, I think, in the last three or four days. And that's the first time probably in the last three weeks where I haven't at least once a day, one match minimum one day, if not more. Um, but it's kind of like the whole, like, the taste thing, right? Like, you can't just eat steak every single day because you're gonna burn yourself out on steak. So even though like you can't hold a candle between New Japan and AEW and WWE or NXT, because they're not intended to be the same, like I've able I've been able to like cleanse my palate 
good, better otherwise with other products by kind of taking a little bit of a of, of a breath from from New Japan. And I'm excited to get back into catching up and, and being being current, even though I know what happened. Yeah, it's definitely worth worth seeing. Um, absolutely. And I agree. Um, you know, companies are all different for a reason, and that's good. Um, you and I are, are part of the sect of folks who um, want to consume everything we possibly can in the wrestling world. Uh, we know that there are lots of folks who, you know, kind of like one flavor or the other, and that's okay. Um, as long as it doesn't get into the silliness that you get on social media of, you know, I like this and you're dumb because you like that. Um, it, let people like things, I, you know, and it's fine. Um, you know, some people are probably really into retribution. We'll talk about them later. We all know how I feel about things there. Um, you know, that's okay. I, if they enjoy it, cool. Um, you know, some people love the 24 seven stuff. I like it for what it is. You know what? I want a whole show of that kind of goofiness and that kind of wackiness. No, I don't, that's not my thing, but some people do. Uh, so it's okay. Let people like what they like. Um, it's not, it's not affecting, Hey, what anybody else likes doesn't affect what I want. So uh, it's all good. Speaking of a, a company that's a little more in the new Japan line of uh, competition and that sort of thing is the ring of honor pure title. Uh, we always try to update that since that's been going on uh, last week's show, Tracy Williams uh, defeated Fred Yehi in a really good match between two former catch point uh, tag team partners or, or stable mates, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, and then uh, Josh, the goods woods defeated PJ black uh, to move on to the semis as well. So the semifinals are Jay lethal versus Tracy Williams and Jonathan Gresham versus Josh Woods, uh, which will happen this weekend. And we also are going to get a grudge match between Matt Taven and Vincent, uh, which I have to be honest, I think it's going to be more angle than match um, because I think you're going to build towards some sort of a stipulation match at what I assume will be final battle. Um, now that they're running these taped shows, whether they tape final battle or they actually do run it live, um, you know, in front of some fans or no fans like they're doing the TV shows, We'll see. Um, but they're at least hinting towards final battle. They've talked, they, the words final battle have been said a few times um, on the road to final battle. Ian Riccoboni has said that a couple of times. So it makes me think they're at least making plans for some sort of a final battle show, which is good. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, and since they did update things back in the spring, where Honor Club with your $10 a month Honor Club membership uh, now includes the pay-per-views as well where before it was only if you paid the $120 a year, which is the same price, um, coincidentally, although they're guaranteed to have your 120 if you do it for the year versus you can cancel it at any point with the $10 a month. Um, if that's still going to be the case, I will definitely be jumping in at least for that month to make sure that I get Final Battle uh, for 10 bucks. Heck yeah, I'm going to watch Final Battle, whatever they set up. It'll be interesting to see how they build towards it, though, because a lot of the international stars have not been able to come back yet. Um, so that's a whole nother thing we can talk about. Um, but I don't think either of us are totally shocked, but what are you thinking about those semis of, uh, lethal and Williams and woods and Gresham? Yeah, I expect really good matches to come out of that. Uh, I'm still sticking with my picks. You know, if we were to say, okay, let's, let's, let's rank the matches, uh, or the ma potential finals matchups, confidence points, all four scenarios, you know, number, you know, number four confidence points or the most confidence points I would give still sticks with uh, a lethal Gresham final. Um, and, and Williams Woods would be the one I would give a one to. I, I just can't imagine that being the, 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 the final. Um, the, the, the only other thing I could potentially see would be Williams Gresham 
which I know we talked when we did our preview and, and kind of walked through the brackets a couple weeks back. Uh, we that kind of we were both, or at least I think I was for sure, kind of maybe thinking that could be a possibility. Um, but again, if you're looking to if you're a Ring of Honor and you're looking to kind of reestablish this title, whomever wins, whether it be potentially Lethal or Gresham, I think that's the match that you have in the finals to really capture the history, the value, the lineage, Lethal being a former champion adds a lot to that. Uh, Gresham, in his post-match promos after the first two matches he's had, uh, which I was able to see, uh, you know, speaks to just this is what he wants from Ring of Honor. This is what he, this is the, the pure title, the pure wrestling is what he wants the, you know, the the image of Ring of Honor to be, or it's his perception of what the image of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor should be. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of the, the way I see that. Um, and again, if, if all goes according to kind of the schedule that match will be taking place on Halloween night for, for me at least because of how Sinclair airs uh, in my local market um, on the local affiliate. And then I believe if I'm not mistaken, I saw a tweet from ring of, ring of, ring of honor announcer. I almost said ring of ring of announcer ring of honor announcer, Bobby Cruz, where they just came out of the bubble last weekend and they had taped another eight weeks. So back to your comments about final battle and what, what and how that comes to be. Um, interestingly that you know you would think eight weeks is all of november and much of december so does that all lead to a final battle show or is final battle intermixed you know were those matches that are going to be what happened at final battle intermixed into that and will they be part of um a, a synchronous show that they are at some point yeah it'll be interesting to see and uh you know all the more makes me wonder what are they going to do towards final battle, you know, if Roosh can't come in, if Dragon Lee can't come in, um, you know, you've got two your two main titles, although the pure title obviously will we'll get into that mix here in a week or so, um, that aren't available. Uh, you know, the the and your pure pure champion very well could also be one half of your tag champions. Um and you've done nothing yet, although I expect there will be build um, in these next shows. And I don't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that it was eight episodes. That's interesting to know. Um, I knew they had taped more, um, but I didn't know how much more they had taped. Um, and they were talking about doing tapings again in December. I heard um, maybe even outside of Maryland, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, and I'm sure the way the world changes in the next four to six weeks will be. Uh, very important as that as that decision gets made those decisions get made um yeah i'm with you though as far as to get back to the tournament the only thing that makes me wonder is they've been so blatant about it on the show saying that lethal and gresham expect themselves to be in the finals um and they even played up this past weekend how lethal kind of doesn't even care he doesn't even really know who tracy williams is um and so there's a little bit of me that wonders is williams going to get a roll up or something and end up with that Williams Gresham final. And then you tell a story out of that where Gresham is kind of needling at lethal that, Hey, you didn't even make the finals. You were the one that ruined the chance for us to be in the finals. But as we've proven in the head to head competition, I can overthink things. Um, so, so I could be, you know, that, that I don't expect that, but if it happens, part of me will be like, well, I thought of it. Ha um, I expect it still to be lethal and Gresham. Although, like I said, sometimes when wrestling companies are so blatantly obvious about what it seems like they're going to do, you know, they zig when you think they're going to zag. 
Um, so I, I could see them doing something. I agree with you. If they do something like that, it's much more likely that it's Tracy Williams over lethal than it is Josh Woods over Jonathan Gresham. Um, I still think Gresham wins this title. I just don't, they'd have to tell a really interesting story to get it on any of the other three people, frankly, including Jay lethal. Um, and maybe they can, who knows? But I, I just think that's, if you want to establish that title, that's the guy you put it on right now. Um, and you let him have a decent run where he has really great pure matches um, with a lot of the people who are in the tournament and other people who can come in as well um, and have that style. Please don't give PCO a pure title match. Um, I love PCO, but no, that's not what, that's not what goes on. Um, it also looks like we may on that finals show on Halloween night. Um, I'm thinking maybe that is where we get the six man tag. EC3 made his, uh, promo debut i guess uh this last week and then had a confrontation with shane taylor and the sons of savagery or sons of savage whatever their tag name is uh moses and the other con con thank you thank you like i couldn't come up with it um moses and con you know so uh and then the briscoes came to back up ec3 so it seems like maybe a six-man tag there uh that certainly doesn't seem like a final battle match to me uh but it does seem like a really nice TV match uh, where you get EC3 in for the first time. Interesting that it's in a six man and not a singles, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I kind of like this darker, serious EC3 uh, that we're seeing and not, not playing up the, you know, rich snobby um, Dixie Carter's nephew, you know, character that started in impact. And even though they never called him Dixie Carter's nephew in WWE, he just kind of carried that character forward. Uh, I like to see that he's changing up a little bit. So be interesting to see in ring then what does that mean too? I, I haven't watched Impact because I don't get access through my I have Hulu Live. Um so I don't get Impact. Um so I, I haven't seen any of his stuff in Impact. I don't think he's had a match yet. I think the pay-per-view this weekend is his first match there. Um so I'll be interesting to see. I've always liked EC3. So I'm in, in interested to see what he does here in Ring of Honor um as well. And, uh, and see then where the company goes. I've loved the Pure Tournament, but I'm excited to get back to opening the company up as a whole and getting other stories going as well uh, on these shows that will start airing uh, in November. So that'll be that'll be good. I think this has been a great reintroduction to Ring of Honor. I think they've done a, nice, a really nice job with this tournament. Uh, but I'm excited to see where it goes post-tournament as well. Any other Ring of Honor thoughts? Yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting to see, again, much, much of their titles uh, outside of the, the pure title are tied, are tied up, right? So you would think, right. like, you're going to have to do something outside the box if you're not focusing on r- championships um, for for whatever develops right. on, on TV and then towards a, a final battle event of some sort, right? I mean, I think they've done a nice job with the Matt Taven and Vincent storyline, but I don't think that can be your main event for Final Battle. Um, I, I just don't. Um, and from the fantasy wrestling side, you know, we often, or I often don't bring up and throw in things about the fantasy wrestling league that Tom and I are in. Uh, I've had Bendito sitting on my roster this entire half year, and it's just killing me because I think I probably should just drop him at some point here because I just don't think he's coming back. But I also know that the minute I drop him, they'll announce him for Final Battle. Be great. Um, I guess that's one match, so whatever. Um, we'll see. I finally did drop Chris, Chris Hero because it just he apparently maybe Thanos snapped and he's gone. I don't know. I'm not sure what happened to Chris Hero, but I really thought we'd see him again 
when he left WWE, but as of yet, no Chris Hero. Anyway, that breaks my heart because I'm a huge Chris Hero fan. You and I both, and I hung on to him in that league for a long time, thinking he's going to show up somewhere, even if it was on that, um, you know, the the I'm going to put air quotes around NWA um, United Wrestling Network pay per view thing. I haven't seen any of it um, that's airing on Tuesday nights uh, where they have had some NWA title matches. I thought that would be a perfect spot for him to show up. I'd much rather him show up in AEW because or Ring of Honor because I'd get to see it more often. Um, but I thought the NWA makes sense for a guy like Chris Hero. Uh, yeah, nothing yet. Um, and again, I dropped him, so he'll show up next week. <laughs> That's, welcome to my fantasy sports life. Uh, all right. Halloween Havoc is coming up next week. We're not going to do a head-to-head on this because uh, there's only three matches, which coincidentally is only one match less than Hell in a Cell has announced. Um, but uh, there's probably more that got announced in last night's or, or at least got teased in last night's NXT show, which neither Tom or I have seen yet. Um, so we can, we'll take some stabs at what we think might happen. But um, the three matches announced so far are two spin the wheel, make the deal matches. Um, it looks like the wheel might be on the video screen, which I really hate if they're not going to put a real wheel together. Put a real wheel together so that I believe for a moment that it's not totally rigged. You'd have to think that it's in storage in Stamford, Connecticut. So, I mean, ship it down to Florida. Of course, the problem is, you know, they probably furloughed everybody who worked in the warehouse. But, um, yeah, it's got to be somewhere, right? I mean, come on. Uh, We'll see. And maybe maybe that was just to promo it uh, last week. But uh, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, uh, North American title match between Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano and a Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal women's title match between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. So rematches of the last takeover. And uh, both you and I thought that at least LeRae were going to win, was going to win the women's title at that show. And both of us picked Damian Priest, but weren't going to be totally shocked if Gargano won the North American title. Uh, before there is a third match announced too, that we can talk about in a minute. Uh, before we get there though, does anything about this change your thought? Is this where the Garganos finally get some titles or? What are you thinking, Tom? Yeah, uh, very likely, uh, at least from my initial thoughts. I mean, depending on which gimmick matches come up on the wheel, and, and you are correct right now, it, it's been fully digital or fully on, on the video screen. And I wish I had a screen grab of all of the options because there were quite a few. I want to say at least a dozen. Um, I I remember like seeing like trick-or-treat street fight, um, Chamber of Horrors match, which would be cool but not for a singles like i think of like the pretty horrendous chamber of horrors match in like 91 where like abdullah got fried in the end um that was uh, was terrible yeah but like that would be kind of fun ish maybe i mean i don't know it's 30 years later so you could you could change things up a little bit um they had blindfold match on there they had um i said trick-or-treat street fight chamber of horrors uh, casket match again. I, I it, it's going to be different for each of these matches, but I but I but without yeah. kind of having all those options before me, I don't know. Um, there's a I, weapon I, wild match. Um, I don't have a really good uh, there's a shot, Shotzi's um, choice match, choice, which uh, which for me, brawl. What was that one? I'm sorry, boiler room brawl. Okay, yeah, yep. Um, and a TLS match tables ladders shotzi i don't know (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, one thought i have uh because 
Candace got the gimmick from Indy Hartwell and used it to KO Shotzi to win her shot at her rematch here when it was that number one contenders match a few weeks ago on NXT. Um, I wonder if that if that that is where the 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 wheel lands for the women's match and Shotzi were to put herself in and make it a three way. Not not that I don't not that I don't want another singles match between Candice and and EO, but you do this and it, you could go that route and have Shotzi actually be the one that, that eats the pinfall this time uh, by Candice and the title switches and EO never gets pinned. Uh, so just a, just a wondering or just kind of maybe a, a, an outside shot there of a, of, a, of, a, of a backdoor way to get the belt off of Shirai without having her eat the pinfall. Yeah, and I did find a clearer shot. So here are all the options for you quick, Tom, just if any of them you know, change anything for you. I, I, I like your idea on Shotzi's choice there. So you have Shotzi's choice. You have a weapons wild match. Trick or street fight. That TLS, there's a skull on top of it. So maybe it's tabers, tables, ladders, and skulls, which would be kind of dumb. <laughs> Coal miner's glove, glove on a pole, uh, which of course was the original spin wheel uh, make the deal match that it landed on, which again, back then I thought of all the options, that's what you picked. Uh, blindfold match. Those are always terrible. Casket match, the chamber of horrors, a biker's chain match. It's interesting that it's a biker's chain, I guess. Shotzi, uh, buried alive match, the devil's playground match, which looks like a steel cage that's on fire. <laughs> The boiler room brawl, and then that's it. Shotzi's uh, choice, I'm back to. So, um, Shotzi's choice makes the most sense for the women, certainly. Uh, for the men, boy, you could pick any of those weapons wild, the street fight. Um, I, I kind of want to see what a devil's playground match is because, like I said, it looks like a cage that's on fire, and that would be something to see. Um, but Kane isn't wrestling in this match, so it doesn't feel like that's probably going to happen. Um, I'm thinking it's probably one of the kind of street fight-ish things, or maybe even the chain match, um, where they can say Gargano can't run away kind of thing. Um, I, I think Indy Hartwell probably plays large in both of these matches. Um, and kudos to her. I'm glad to see they're they're doing a little something with Indy Hartwell. Uh, talented talented lady in the ring, um, and, and starting to give her a little bit of a, a push, perhaps. I mean, we haven't seen it in the ring just yet. Maybe there was something last night. Um, but I'm glad they're doing something with her besides her just kind of being the, the Zia Lee type, although they're doing something with Zia Lee, obviously too, um, but kind of the random type who they just send out there to lose to whoever the, you know, female is that they're pushing at the time. Um, so good to see. I, I like them, like to see them, you know, deepening that roster and, and giving more women more chances and reasons for being on the show rather than just, Oh, we have a women's match, and we're going to put Shotzi over. So let's run Hartwell out there, or Casey Catanzaro, or um, you know, people like that who I think are talented and just need a little something to do, um, a little focus. So I'm in excited to see Hartwell get that opportunity. Well, and to that end, obviously the women's division now is incredibly stacked in NXT. You know, we've got the the, the third match announced at least for for where we're up to date in terms of what's aired on TV and what we're aware of, and that being uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, which really has had a nice build. And um, it's been so interesting watching Rhea Ripley following WrestleMania because clearly she was on the moon in terms of her push and, and deservedly so. 
and has that amazing match with Charlotte. And I don't think it was wrong that Charlotte won the title and, and everything that's followed since then. But Rhea, middling is the term I'm using, and I don't want it to be negative, but she's kind of been in these middling feuds, right? Where like I would imagine, and justifiably so, Rhea should deserve or should be in the title picture. Uh, and maybe that's still to come. But again, it's been these these one-offs or these Dakota Kai issues or these Mercedes Martinez issues. And now it's now it's Raquel Gonzalez. And then of course you've got Ember Moon returning and you've got Tony Storm who's returned. I mean, my, 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 you are not at a loss for um, for people who are gunning for the title, whomever the champion is, if it's Io Shirai or not. And how do you give each of them equal kind of spotlight or, or, or opportunity to shine? Um, without someone getting lost in the mix there. Totally agreed. And and I wonder if maybe after this match with Raquel, especially if they somehow would have Raquel win the match, um, you know, through Dakota Kai interfering or something, I wonder if it's time for Rhea to move to SmackDown or Raw. Um, there are plenty of women that can carry that division now in NXT. I think Rhea's done about all she can in NXT. I, I, I was a little surprised she didn't move after WrestleMania, to be honest. Um and now that everything's taping, you know, pretty much all in the, the same general area, not the same total location. Um, I I wonder, is it time that Rhea moves? Um, I think she would be a huge shot in the arm to either SmackDown or Raw's women's divisions. Um, even with the draft, they got, they're just not very deep right now. Um, yeah. And I was actually quite surprised with the draft. Um, I know we'll talk about kind of the WWE SmackDown and Raw kind of side of things when we talk about Hell in a Cell, but, you know, Sasha and Bailey were heading towards what we would imagine would be like the blow-off of all blow-offs, even though they feuded in the past and it's kind of all coming full circle in a new, in a new vein now, but they're both on SmackDown. So no matter what happens Sunday, they're both on the same brand. So you can't get too far away from the person that you're, that you're culminating a feud with. Uh, so yeah, I actually, I would advocate uh, not that raw doesn't need also an infusion too, but Rhea going to SmackDown and being the challenger for whomever wins the match at Hell in a Cell would make a lot of sense to me. If, if that's, if that's the path they, they want to go on. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. The draft was, I mean, not to get off on draft, but the draft was weird because, you didn't end a whole lot of things by splitting anybody up. You moved a couple of feuds from SmackDown to Raw or Raw to SmackDown. Um, and even when you did split people up, Otis Spirit on Raw this week. Um, so I, th I think the last week, like the season premieres were like the last opportunity for people to kind of make like a one-off, but we'll see. Work. Who knows, right? Because like they've, they, we also, whenever they want to pull it out of their back pocket, they have whatever it was called, the, the transitional appearance oh, the, waiver or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, uh, superstar's choice. I don't know. Yeah. It's got some name, um, the swap that they can do three times a year or whatever it is. Right. Uh, which they can change that rule too. And let's be honest, they will. Um, <laughs> so I'm uh, thinking back on Halloween Havoc, anything else that yeah. you think you'd like to see? Like, of course, we had, we don't know totally what happened on NXT last night. We did have a spoiler that came about, which was interesting because based on what was advertised and based on the outcome there, it doesn't, something went on to get us to that end. Um, I would say Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, based on what's been happening yep. on NXT makes a lot of sense. Uh, and 
that that to me is like you know a great out great singles match on paper doesn't need anything else but for a, could easily add a gimmick to that without a doubt um but any, anything else for you uh, again I, that, that's kind of where my mind was kind of focused with where i'm with where i'm thinking about with nxt and again not knowing right not knowing what we see from last night um i think grimes uh versus loomis makes a ton of sense uh i think Perhaps something with the cruiserweight title. Maybe we see Swerve and, and Escobar again or or something along those lines. That doesn't seem to be a dead issue just yet. Um, although I think it's interesting to see, and we'll see where it leads. Uh, last week on NXT UK, Jordan Devlin cut a promo um, about how he is the true cruiserweight champion and that uh, Escobar is a sham. So at some point when they can maybe get the UK guys back over here or get Escobar over there or something... Um, it seems like they're going to head to some sort of a unification. Uh, I wondered if they, because there were some accusations about Jordan Devlin uh, in the um, the speaking out situation that happened uh, with with women coming out um, talking about some pretty pretty terrible accusations uh, of some of the men in wrestling. I know uh, Devlin had some accusations made against him. I wondered if maybe they would just quietly forget that he was the cruiserweight champion at some point. Um, and maybe even he wouldn't work for them anymore, but clearly that's not the case. Um, but that won't happen by Halloween Havoc. Certainly it doesn't seem, um, and perhaps something with the tag titles, um, that, that we know there's some sort of chicanery that happened last night. Um, so maybe there's something as a return there, um, as well. I, I feel like Kyle O'Reilly should do something if he's cleared, um, because we're likely to not have an NXT title match at Halloween Havoc. Uh, Balor's certainly not, I don't think, going to be ready by next week. Again, unless something happens. Um, so it feels like something there, perhaps. Uh, but I don't know who Kyle would face, unless it's some sort of a number one contenders match. Um, and then who's it against? You know, I, I just don't know. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something from NXT, but um, I think it'll be fun. You know, it's going to be a, not a takeover, but yet, you know, a branded show. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, I'm sure they'll have all sorts of pumpkins and fog and all sorts of fun stuff in the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center next week for that. Um, and Shotzi will do some crazy stuff too, I'm sure. Um, and the Capitol Wrestling Center has definitely grown on me. Again, I know we talked about it when we talked about the the, the response a little bit delayed for uh, for the takeover, but uh, the, the TV that followed, like it just got, it felt a little bit more comfortable. I liked actually they, they opened things up. They had Rizango sitting on the stage at one point watching the contenders match. They had Shotzi reveal the wheel uh, in that kind of that same space. Um, they're, they're, they're really being creative with that space. I, you have to imagine this is the same kind of setup it's modified where they were doing TV from the launch of the pandemic all the way through the birth of the Thunderdome. Um, but it doesn't even look like that. It doesn't even look the same. Uh, it doesn't even feel the same, which is nice. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a fresh coat of paint. I always want to mix that up based on something to wrestle with a fresh paint of coat. Um, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad I don't, but I always, I always have to slow myself down to not, uh, not, 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 Put that. Put my tongue in my my foot in my mouth. My tongue belongs in my mouth. Um, <laughs> the, the one other thing. Um, Anatomy with the two spot monkeys. There you go. Um, just that that whole Ridge Holland injury. How disappointing. Um, and how 
again, um, again, the timing of the universe. That was the same week that the Dak Prescott injury happened, right. uh, and they they appear. I don't. I haven't read or looked into it deeper, but they appear to be very similar. Uh, and it was actually really weird when I watched it on TV. Again, you saw it in real time. And you heard the, the wail he let out. Um, it looked like it was the right leg, but it was the left leg, which was really interesting. I think it ended up, if I remember right, being like the knee on one leg and the ankle on the other, or the leg on okay. the other kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was, man, what terrible timing for that guy. You know, obviously he was about to get a push to the moon in NXT. Um, anytime you're you're involved with something with the Undisputed Era, uh, you know, you're not me. You're not going to be in the opening match, most likely. Or if you are, it's going to be a big opening match, uh, which they do a lot of times too. So, um, you know, you're not you're not at the bottom of the card anymore at that point. You're getting getting a good push, and uh, what terrible timing for that guy. Um, here's hoping that six or eight months down the road or whenever he can, he's back and and uh, able to pick up where he left off. Um, wherever Adam Cole ends up by that point, because um, six or eight months down the road, who knows if he'll still be in NXT. Uh, you know, you've got some story to tell there yet, depending on how they turn that story now, um, because obviously they're not dropping it. Um, was evidenced by last week, um, and they're still talking about who paid Rich Holland and, and that sort of thing. Uh, maybe we get some more on that uh, this week or even at Halloween Havoc. Uh, there, there's some things that I saw in that spoiler that make me wonder, but they may or may not be connected, so I don't want to draw any any connections until I know. Uh, and it'll be another day or two before I get to see NXT, probably. So, um, well, and on the on the on the same lane of thinking about follow-up i think retribution is up next am i not mistaken it, it, it is our weekly and, dose of retribution and, and 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 while i'm not current on raw i believe they did something or at least i saw on social media they, they did do something full circle so wwe writers thanks for listening to two spot monkeys because i think you heard me and uh <laughs> and you responded jim jim hey. fill, in the, fill in the blanks for me on what i what i think i know and what i don't know yes you do uh mustafa ali did in a really good promo frankly um, did reveal that he was the SmackDown hacker all along. Uh, whether he was or wasn't, who knows, but they did at least tie that piece up. Um, I've read that that wasn't necessarily, you know, when the SmackDown hacker thing started, they were not planning retribution. Um, so we can't give them credit for super long-term planning. Um, but they used it to tie up that loose end um, and said that he'd been watching and, you know, that was why he recruited the people that he has um, because they were being forgotten and left behind and, and not being treated fairly and all of those kinds of things. Um, so kudos and thank you for listening, WWE. Um, we've got some other great ideas. If you want to go back in the uh, catalog <laughs> over the last 19 episodes that you could probably listen to, uh, most a lot around retribution, frankly. Uh, so we could probably help you with that a little bit. Um, like don't put stupid masks on people, uh, but you're still doing that. So um, thank you for not putting one on Mustafa Ali, though. That would have been really stupid. So my thing with Retribution this week, and I feel like it's my weekly, uh, you know, uh, coffee talk section on Retribution. Um, so the Fiend on Alexa Bliss uh, started the show off in the ring and were surrounded by Retribution. They did not move. They kept staring forward. And then the lights went up. Uh, Mustafa Ali put his hand up like he was going to do that, the lights out thing. But he got his hand up. The lights went out before he did this. And I thought, oh, did they blow it? Like the timing. But you you audibly hear Ali, I think it's him, say, what? What happened? 
So it's not him that turned out the lights. It was the fiend. Um, and then when the lights come back up, fiend and Alexa are gone. Retribution then has a eight man tag against the hurt business, which they have T bar tap out to the freaking full Nelson in their first televised match, second televised match, I guess. Um, so they have a terrible DQ finish in the first match, which I have read to go back to that from a month or so ago. Um, I have read that the referee made that call because they've been told if they see something illegal, um, they're supposed to call the DQ and that the man outside of the ring hitting the man inside of the ring is illegal. So therefore he called the DQ. I still think he could have turned his head or something. It was terrible. So you do that in their first match and on their second match ever, they lose. And you have one of their two big guys tap out. Are you, are you trying to bury the thing? Because now I'm starting to think you are. Um, and if that's not bad enough, after he taps out, the lights go red. We get the crazy music um, for The Fiend. The Fiend comes out and beats the tar out of all of Retribution and puts the mandible claw on T-Bar. Have you seen T-Bar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the mask that T-Bar wears? Isn't the mouth covered? It is. Okay. Yeah. How in the hell... Fiend hit his hand into T-Bar's mouth, and T-Bar still did like he's taking the claw. I mean, good for Dominic Dijakovic. That's who it is. Spoiler alert. Um, good for T-Bar. T-Bone. Supernatural. Supernatural powers. Oh my goodness. So, I, and, so is, the, is the Fiend a baby face now? It seems like it. Yes. Okay. Although, it's, it's, he kind of threatened the Hurt Business, but who, you know, is the Hurt Business a baby face or a heel faction? Later on, they beat up Titus O'Neil for seemingly no reason, so apparently they're still heels. Um, I get that the line is blurred between heels and baby faces, but it doesn't have to be confusingly blurred. Um, I do think the fiend is, is gone baby face. Although they still talk about how scared everybody is of him. So that feels heelish. Um, Alexa has acted more heelish when she's been in the, under the trance of the fiend, which I do really like that pairing. Um, and I think it's really freshened Alexa up um, in a lot of ways too. And I've always been a big Alexa bliss fan. Um, so I'm glad to see her getting, uh, featured in that role um so they did all of that stupid stuff with retribution but then they really did mustafa ali's promo later in the show again as you catch up on raw tom um you'll see it but uh he did a really good promo talked about how he sat at home for months because they didn't think they could make a buck off a guy named mustafa mustafa ali um i like that line i don't want them to go too far down that road and make it a race or, or um, ethnicity thing, but I think the line talk helps set up why he's mad at WWE, why he wants to tear WWE down, that sort of thing. Um, and then it was just a line. They moved on. I, I, I it worked for me. Um, and his, his passion worked for me. Mustafa Ali, I've never really seen him cut a, a serious promo before. You know, it's always been very short things in the back that we've seen from him. Uh, the dude can talk and he can go in the ring. Uh, I, I think if they're careful with this, Ali can become a player for them, but they got to stop doing the other dumb stuff with this faction. And Ali, I wish when the fiend attacked retribution, I wish Ali would have stepped back like up the aisle way a little bit because he's the leader and let his minions get the crap kicked out of him. But he got thrown over the top rope too and beat up just like everybody else. Um, so it's just like, 
Um, our friend Greg, I think, posted uh, on the, the board that we're a part of and said, you know, they really have seemed to take them from this scary invading faction to a jobber team pretty quickly. But then they flipped it with this promo. So I don't know. It's it's the uh, up and down booking of WWE with this retribution thing. Uh, it's like one minute they want it to be a big thing. And the next minute, it's just kind of a thing on the card. Um, I don't know. It's well, I hate to say this, but I think WWE doesn't give their fan base and their viewers enough credit to, to, I think, I think they believe their attention span is shorter than it actually is. So like, right. So like, so again, you and I obviously call those things out when we, you know, reflect on what we've watched. And again, I think we have a keener eye uh, towards all wrestling that we watch. And, but there are fans that are like us out there. It's not just you and I, there's, you know, and and that's the thing to think that WWE doesn't have other people who do that, and maybe they're not the vocal minor vocal majority of the fan base. Because I can tell you just the same, I encounter people when I'm wearing a wrestling shirt out in public that very much like like think it's real, and and that's fine. I don't want to tell you it's not real. If you are able to disconnect from the reality of life, which can be tough at times, and you anchor yourself to the reality of what WWE is, maybe that's who they're catering to and they're not catering to you or I. Yeah, could absolutely be. Um, but it's been frustrating. And right, <laughs> but it doesn't change that. Right, and I think it's the fact that I like everybody who's involved in Retribution. Um, you know, Dio Madden being the, the kind of outlier in that I haven't really seen him in the ring much outside of the little bit that he did on Monday. Um, so can't speak to whether how good he is in the ring, but he's got, I mean, he's got size. He's got a great look, um, even with the stupid predator mask on. Um, Any news on Mercedes? Why, why is she no longer part of the faction? Nope. And okay. again, unless she showed up last night, we haven't seen her in NXT either. It kind of makes me wonder one of two things. Either one is, did she get injured somehow and, and nobody's reported it? Um, or is there a COVID situation there perhaps? Um, but they're not even mentioning it. They're not even saying, you know, oh, because you could have very easily had if if she was going to still be a part of it. And maybe by putting Ali in there, maybe you're not going to have her be a part of it because you don't want it to grow into, you know, 97 members. Which I can live with. Um, but uh, if she is going to be a part of it, you could have had easily had Mustafa Ali say something like, you know, I've sent. Let's see, I think reckoning is what they're calling me a yim. So retaliation, I think was what they were calling Mercedes. Um, you know, I've sent retaliation out on a mission, you know, she'll be back in three weeks or whatever. Um, and they didn't do that. So yeah, no, no word on Mercedes. Interesting and disappointing. Um, although if it means that she eventually comes back to the main roster as Mercedes Martinez, maybe better for her, frankly, in the long run, um, than being retaliation, um, as a part of Retribution, stupid names. She went the way of Raw Underground, and our feelings yes. on both of those matters can diverge greatly. Yes, <laughs> Raw Underground appears to be done now. We'll see if Dabakato gets to do anything uh, in on Raw since he's been drafted there. Uh, you know, why bother having the new guy show up? I don't know. Um, he he could have easily been AJ Styles' backup this week instead of Jordan, um, although Jordan is a huge man. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Kato, maybe Dabakato will show up. Yeah. Maybe he'll even show up this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. I doubt that. But perhaps he will. Um, just realizing here that I want that to 
go away and that to go across the bottom. There we go. We got our nerd ticker head to head for Helena Cell. Uh, WWE has been gracious in that they have only bothered to announce four matches as of Thursday for the show. I do assume we will get more matches Friday night on SmackDown um, and maybe. Well, well, let's talk about that real quick. So you're current on SmackDown. Is that correct? I am. Yep. So, um, you know, I think on SmackDown, we definitely could see Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. I think that makes a ton of sense for Sunday. Um, it's super exciting. I, who doesn't want to watch that match? Right. That works for me. I mean, we've seen it a ton, but yep. it's okay. Sign me up. Um, I thought I thought it went really well. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the interplay between them. Um, I, I, frankly, I want to see that more than I want to see Seth versus Dominic for the 900th time in the last three months. Um, now, Seth versus Murphy would be interesting. I think that will be um, for a split second. They had me on Friday night um, for a split second. I thought Murphy was going to join back with Seth Rollins when he came down to the ring. And I thought you got, I, I was ready to go off. There was going to be an epic rant on two small monkeys. Like you got to freaking be kidding me. And then he tackled him and I went, okay, all is well in the world. <laughs> we're, we're now they have to follow up on that with Murphy. And so I hope they do because that is a guy who is super talented in the ring has shown a little bit more personality in the last few months. Um, again, I think somebody they can really do something with if they get behind him for more than a minute and a half, which kind of is their MO. Um, so hopefully that becomes an, a thing. Um, and Murphy gets a chance here on SmackDown. Um, SmackDown tag titles, you could do something there with the Street Profits. Um, that's the one area where I think they could have done a whole lot better job in the draft is refreshing the tag scene. And maybe it's yet to come. I know it's, I know we're still settling into this, the changes and how goofy is it that you just swap titles? Cause you swap brands. <sighs> I digress. That's not what we're here to talk about, but give me, like, that goes back to the whole, like, please give me credit that I'm actually paying attention or that I actually care. And even better, correct me if I'm wrong. Ziggler and rude moved over to SmackDown and got the tag title shot on. Friday night, right? And lost. So we've just moved the same team that they were had already beaten over on Raw, and now we brought them to SmackDown and beat them again. Why do I care about Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode at all? Like they've given me no reason. Um, not saying they should become the World Tag Champs or anything, but make me think they have a shot. Make me think there's a chance. I don't know. Um. Intercontinental title uh, doesn't seem like they're setting anything totally up there yet. I mean, you had Sammy. Um, oh, who shoved him down? Why am I drawing a blank, Tom? You had an argument in the back. Somebody shoved him. It yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not remembering either. Unfortunately, well, Sammy could defend against the mystery pusher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. And somebody's yelling at their their uh, iPod or, or music player or computer right now going it was this person you idiots um but alas wwe can't be bothered to give us those matches any more than 48 hours before hell in a cell so we have four matches to pick uh which with my current uh i believe i am four matches behind if i remember right 27 25 and 7 is my current record and 21 and 11 is your current record as we enter sunday if we differ on all of these matches which i don't think we probably will um i I, there's at least one that i'm 99.9 percent sure we will not differ on uh the other three maybe um but if we were to differ on all four of these i could actually pull even 
or I could get buried so freaking far that it's not going to matter what happens the rest of the year. You're going to need to pick your figure or your t-shirt because I might as well just send it to you. Um, and, and just getting ahead, the next event after this would be full gear. Full gear. Okay. Yes, because yep. we are not picking the Impact uh, pay-per-view this weekend uh, because neither of us, I, at least I don't think you watch Impact no. on no. a regular basis. Um, I, I pay attention to it by reading the reports, um, but alas. Our, our listeners are laughing at me, let a, like on the thought of me even watching Impact, trying to watch Impact. Right. They hear we, weekly. We give you on, one more company you try to watch. Right, as, as I'm racing to catch up. You know, one of these recordings, though, you're going to tune in, you're going to download, and you're going to be like, what? Tom's current? Right. In fact, he's even show, seen shows now that haven't happened. He's seen shows from the future. Uh, so... Um, and MLW is coming back next month too, Tom. So there's something else to add to your list if you get a chance. Um, we'll see. Don't I, do this uh, to me. I, I, I enjoyed MLW back in the back in the day. Uh, I fell way behind and never did get caught up. But I'm gonna, my goal. We'll see how that goes too. Is going to be to start with them uh, when they're back here in November as well. Um, but let's talk about the four matches we do have here. Uh, you are right. Full, full Gear will be the next. Um, then we'll have Survivor Series, Takeover 32, and TLC unless anything gets added that we're, we're not aware of or that we decide to make picks on. Um, I suppose we could do a power struggle, but we've never really done New Japan. Um, final battle, maybe? Final battle, perhaps, yeah. that We haven't had a Ring of Honor pay-per-view since we uh, really got going on this, so that'd be fun to add final battle in there, too. Um, but let's start with Elias and Jeff Hardy, and the only match announced so far that is not taking place inside the Hell in a Cell. Um, and can I just say real quick, and we'll talk about this maybe in the next three matches, I really hate the red cell. Give me the black one back, or the or the cage looking one back. I don't like the red cell. Did the red did the red cell debut last year with with the fiend and Rollins? Yeah, Mike, Mike, correct. I, I, okay. I think you're right, and and I kind of got it with the fiend, but the fiend's not in any of these matches. So get rid of the stupid red cell. I I don't like it. Uh, what do they care what I like? Uh, Elias versus Jeff Hardy. So uh, I believe we made the decision that since I am. Uh, significantly in the back seat on this uh i'll make my pick first on this match tom will make his first pick his pick first on the next match and and we'll go back and forth like we always have so elias versus jeff hardy uh elias making his return a week or so ago two weeks ago uh, and smashing the guitar over jeff hardy's back at first i thought well this is really stupid because we've already proven that it wasn't jeff hardy that ran him over with the car but I like that now that seems to be the story, is that Elias doesn't care. He still thinks it's Jeff Hardy, even though everybody keeps trying to tell him um, that it was someone else. I, I thought we had determined it was Seamus, but they don't seem to be wanting to use Seamus's name. Um, I guess he's he, not on Raw. So. He is on Raw. He got drafted to Raw. Oh, that's right. He got drafted that's to like, Raw. Like, right. Come on. But, but, right. but, but even there, even you're sitting there, I go, I go, Oh yeah, that's right. Elias does have a, is a there is a reason he should be mad at Jeff Hardy. But like I'm envisioning Elias as this huge baby face because my last remembrance of him is when he overcame King Corbin. So right. like why is he coming back as a jerk? Ah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy uh air quotes hit him with a car uh which like I said we'd already learned wasn't Jeff Hardy for sure and I was pretty sure we determined it was Sheamus and that uh, that had been decided. Um, I mean, they did the pee test and everything. So if you if you can't pee on national TV and get things figured out, why are you doing it? Uh, if you can't pee uh, on national TV, <laughs> that is the, the line of the show. T-shirt, look out for it on prowrestlingtees.com. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, or, or maybe we should just ask, why are you doing that? And, and not even, you know, try and figure that out. But um, 
so Elias comes back. Hardy uh, hits him with the, the thing. Jeff Hardy then attacks him on Monday night. Elias had a really good music performance, actually. Um, he's got an album coming out this Monday, a legit musical album coming out this Monday. Um, and he played a single from that uh, that I thought was just going to be like taking shots at Jeff Hardy. And it really wasn't. It was an actual song. It's pretty good. Um, better than I expected, certainly, it to be. And I, I thought it would all be Angle, and it eventually turned into Angle. But, uh, you know, Hardy, of course, gets the best of him. I don't think this is a one and done. Um, so I'm actually changing the result that I wrote down. I jotted all my, my, my picks down. And as I was talking here, excuse me, uh, my mind changed on it. So I don't think this is a one and done. And I also don't think you should bring Elias back and immediately have him lose. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to bring in somebody that you're trying to make be something and have them, you know, lose to a full Nelson in their first flipping map. Anyways, sorry, retaliation or retribution just jumped to my head again. Um, so now I just convinced myself that they'll probably put Hardy over because they shouldn't. Uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Elias after all of that back and forth. I'm going to go Elias to win this match because I think this, this feud is going to be more than a one match three week feud. Um, I, I think if you're going to establish Elias, it makes sense to give him a win here. Elias is my pick as well. We before we recorded, I told you I wrote all my picks down just out of full transparency, you know, in the, in, in the sake of fair competition. Um, but yeah, I also think that it's not it's not a one off match. Uh, and I think again, pro wrestling booking one on one is that the, the good guy always ends up getting getting the glory in the end. And if that's the model we're following here, Jeff Hardy doesn't need to win on Sunday night. So and again too, if you're bringing Elias back and and he has and you want to reestablish him. This is a way to do it. Um, you know, the same same thing. And I really hope we don't get a Lars Sullivan match on on this on this pay per view, because I could really care less about Lars Sullivan and doesn't do anything for me. They also brought him back again, and in the same vein, you know, to that whole, you know, the the attention span is short. You know, they were having guys get beat on SmackDown as they were heading off to Raw. You know, and and again, good because then those guys on SmackDown look stronger as as they go forward. So, so there we are. We're equal. And if if Sunday comes and goes and Jeff Hardy wins, you're gonna eat your words, Jim. Yeah, because I literally I, I have the word Hardy and it's scratched out now, and Elias is written there. So we'll see. All right. All right. Uh, our next match, I believe, is the Universal Title match. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes, I okay. should probably use that banner. Sorry, I was. No, nope. it's all good. Up. Yeah, you well, you were you were lamenting your choice, and I don't blame you. For I, that. I was second guessing it, but now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Universal Title, I quit Hell in the Cell match. Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso is next up, and uh, again, I haven't seen their match from Class of Champions. Again, one of the matches I really wanted to see. Again, I don't see myself going back and finding time for that between now and Sunday. Though I do expect to be current on Raw and watch this pay per view live. Because the Sunday Night Football matchup, while interesting, isn't like isn't like a must-watch match or a game for me. Excuse me. So um, I don't see Jey Uso winning the Universal Title here. Um, I think this is the actual blow-off for this for this feud. I don't know who comes next for Roman on SmackDown, but I've loved everything that they've done with Roman Reigns. And um, again, because these guys are family in real life, I think that adds that extra special layer. You know, they're going to really work hard, uh, and I think they're going to use. Um, use the sell and use the I quit piece in, in a really smart way. I liked how they had Roman submit Braun Strowman on SmackDown last Friday. And I think that comes into play here. And maybe they, because they made a big deal about it. Michael Cole made a big deal about how Roman used the submission 
to get the choke out or the tap out from Braun, which again is surprising in and of itself because you wouldn't think that is, you would think that Braun would have been protected differently and he wasn't. But Roman Reigns is my pick here. Yeah, Jay Uso's winning the universe. No, Jay Uso's not winning. The <laughs> um, that being said, I think they've done a really nice job of making this story make sense and making it worthy of the universal title. Um, normally, like, I, and I think I said this before Clash of Champions, um, had anybody told me that Jay Uso would get a two month feud with Roman Reigns and be on two pay-per-views, including a Hell in the Cell I Quit match, first ever I Quit match inside the cell. I, you know, I would have asked what drugs you were taking, like, and, you know, asked you to find some help because, no, I wouldn't have thought that could be possible. Uh, they've done a nice job with Jey Uso. They really have, and I, I hope that whatever comes for Jey Uso after this, whether, you know, I, I had an inkling that maybe he would end up kind of bowing to Roman eventually and, and joining him, um, whether that happens or whether, you know, Roman moves on to something else and um, and Jay moves on to something else as well. Uh, I hope that they see that Jay has done a really nice job with this and, and he's got pretty fiery promos. Uh, he's good in the ring. We've always known the Usos are both good in the ring. So kudos to Jay Uso and WWE for making this a whole lot more interesting than I thought they ever could have when, when it first started back before Clash of Champions. Uh, but yeah, Roman Reigns is winning this. Jey Uso's not winning the Universal title. Come on, people. Um, that's, you know, that again, we talk about confidence points, and we do actually make picks with confidence points in that Fantasy Wrestling League. This is my four, without any question. I don't even have to think about it being my four. Um, they'll probably give Uso some good hope spots. Maybe if they do it really well, they'll even get me for a split second to think, holy crap, are they going to do it? Um, I, they're not. Um, Roman Reigns wins this one. Um, not a lot more to say about it, other than it's been a whole lot better than I thought, and I think it'll be a good match on Sunday. I think it'll be entertaining to watch. Uh, another Hell in a Cell match. We got three of them. Uh, WWE title Hell in a Cell match. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, Raw ended in a very strange way, and it was how it was supposed to this week. I know you haven't seen it yet, Tom, so I apologize uh, for for spoiling it um, for you, but it, it could play into this in that uh, Randy was in the cell and I think had cut a promo um, about what he was going to do to McIntyre. McIntyre came to confront him, walked into the cell, looked at the camera, closed the cell door, and they faded, and they went to black. Okay, weird. Um Strange ending. I don't know. This one I feel like I could go either way on. I got to be honest, Tom. Um, and it is my pick first. Yes, it is my pick first on this one. Um, just wanted to make sure because I have jumped in front of you at points in previous headsets um, when it wasn't my pick. I get, get all excited and start talking about things. Um, I, I can go either way on this. But here's, here's my long-term thought that I think, and I've read some things that have hinted at this, um, that have helped me formulate that I think this is where it's going to go. I think Randy Orton wins the world title here, the WWE title here, finally. We've tried to put it on him. I've tried to put it on him for about three months. You tried to put it on him last month with me. I think this is where it happens. Because I think that Orton will be kicking people in the head and, and, and holding the world title. And I think Edge will come back and win the Royal Rumble. I think we go to Edge Orton part three at WrestleMania for the title. I don't think that match needs the title, frankly, but that's a different, um, 
complaint maybe down the road because I think they've built that enough that Edge and Randy Orton can have a rest should have a WrestleMania that should be worth the third match assuming Edge is, is healthy enough um, from his injury uh, but it sounds like he should be by then um, I I don't think you need the title for that but having Edge come back at the Rumble win the Rumble he had come back at the Rumble last year have him win this Rumble uh, you know there's a lot of good feel good story you can do in that personally and, and I'm way ahead of myself here. I would much rather see Keith Lee or Big E win the Royal Rumble and get a world title shot at WrestleMania. Um, but I just, there's rumblings about Edge. And I just, it sounds like something WWE would do um, more than go with Keith Lee or Big E, who I want to see win them. Um, again, neither of those guys are right now booked on the show, so I don't know why I'm talking about them. But I think Randy Orton wins the WWE title. Will you just do it once for me, Randy, so that I can be right on these freaking picks? Well, you, uh, you're, you're, if you're, if you're right, you're going to be happy because I'm picking Drew McIntyre. Um, I just didn't see. Um, I like, I like what you just laid out, and that makes a lot of sense. And it's a really long game. Um, and in my mind, Survivor Series has always kind of been the place to start the build of WrestleMania. So you're a little bit early from my perspective, but that doesn't mean it's not correct. And I don't think that Edge needs to win the Rumble to still get to your end game. Um, but I just, you would, if, if Randy Orton would have been drafted to SmackDown, then it was a no brainer that Drew's winning. But then both being on the same brand, again, much like they kept a couple, some of the other same guys again, Rollins and Ray and Mysterio's being on SmackDown together. Didn't need to do that. Like I understand freshening it up, but like, come on, guys. Um, Drew's my pick. Um, I, I, that's that's the lowest confidence point I'll give on this one, only because again, by not being totally current on Raw, I feel like I'm not as connected to the story as I maybe could be or should be. That would maybe help support my pick. Um, but it would be very WWE for them to to pull the trigger now, and the, and the, and then move the belt. I, I think part of why, just to, to tie a bow on that, maybe I think part of why I continue to go with Orton is at this point you've had Orton lose so many times. Like, what is one more loss? Like, why why are you doing this again if it's just gonna now? Look, we can ask lots of why is WWE doing things, and we do. That's part of why we have a podcast, right? Um, but man. If they just beat him one more time, like, why should I ever count care that Randy Orton's in the world title picture again? Don't get me wrong. He'll always be around. But, yeah. I just, WWE is counting on you not remembering. You're, it's, it's, right, it, it, right. And, again, we're going yeah. back to that memory piece that, uh, shoot, my brain works. <laughs> I've got to turn it off sometimes. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to match number four, the main event. We both, What we feel actually will be the main event of the show on Sunday night, and that's the women's Hell in a Cell match. Again, WWE's done a really good job of, providing these opportunities to their female performers. Um, and with the stakes in this match and with the history of this match, regardless of how rushed I feel that it is and how I didn't like some of the build to this when they, I thought they were doing such a great job. I think the last two months has been on fast forward to a certain extent. And I think they could have done a really like pure sports build with Sasha's rehab and recovery and, and, and being in this space, if that's where they were headed in the end. Um, it is the time. It's time for me. It's time for Sasha um, to win the title. So Sasha is going to overcome Bailey, overcome all of the odds, um, and, and and this is going to be like a celebratory moment uh, for her. And again, if, going back to what we said earlier, if we can get lucky enough to have Rhea Ripley or someone else from NXT or elsewhere show up on SmackDown, I think that would be a great next challenger for Sasha Banks. 
Shoot. I was hoping you'd pick Bailey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's Sasha time. Um, part of me thought, well, this is definitely, and I think it still will. Um, I think this isn't going to be a one match series. I think it will play out over the next few. I, I still hope they get to a WrestleMania match. Um, they're going to need to go in separate directions for a little while because if we get Bailey and Sasha every month between now and Mania, as much as I'll love their matches, I'll be tired of seeing it by then. Um, you know, we got way too long to get to Mania. Uh, but maybe maybe you have Sasha win the belt here, Bailey wins it back at some point in the future, and maybe Sasha wins the Women's Rumble to get to, you know, WrestleMania again uh, with those two. I don't know. It's a thought. Um, but I, I, Sasha has to win the belt here. Um, and it's that's part of why I think it'll be the main event, because if Orton ends up winning the title like I think he does, then you don't close the show on Orton. as Like, that seems like a weird way to close the show. Sasha winning the belt feels like a perfect way to end the show. Um, Overcoming Bailey, Sasha crying with the title. I don't know. Maybe you drop confetti from the, the Thunderdome, which would be a little weird. Um, but yeah, I think Sasha Banks wins this. I think it's going to be a heck of a match. Uh, those two have really good matches usually together, and now you put them in the cell. And if they are the main event, they're going to want to prove that they belong in the main event, which they absolutely do, um, and that them in the cell is worthy of that. Um, I think it would be the second Hell in a Cell women's match that would main event. I think last year or the year before. Becky and Charlotte, maybe. That Sasha and Charlotte. Is it Sasha and Charlotte? Okay. I bet, yeah. Um, I could be wrong too, though. But I, that's the match. That's the match I remember. Um, but uh, so I think it would be the second time uh, that they've been in the cell in the main event. Uh, but uh, yep, I think it's Sasha Banks. So to recap, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, the one match that we are different on. Uh, so if Randy wins, maybe I can make back a little uh, ground. At least I know that if Drew wins, I don't get completely buried. Um, I just go further on down. Uh, and hopefully in future cards, whether it's full gear, takeover, you know, takeover will only have five or six matches at most anyways. But uh, full gear and Survivor Series and that sort of thing, uh, hopefully there will be some more matches announced ahead of time so we actually have something to talk about and pick. Um, WWE does this every once in a while, and it's frustrating, but... Um, sometimes these end up being the shows that are really good because they haven't done done a whole lot and they just go well this will make sense let's throw that out there and it turns out to be a really good show yeah uh, maybe and when we come back hurt business and retribution too we'll see yeah and when we come back next week we'll we'll each have three big things take away from hell in a cell uh hopefully we can uh bring some AEW talk back to the conversation um you know it's been a couple weeks since we talked on AEW. they've been doing some good things i haven't seen them all but i know kind of some rumblings so i look forward to me personally getting caught up on that product and then maybe doing a quick summary or some of the the, the big key things and and then maybe maybe Halloween Havoc thoughts if we're both uh, able to have watched that by the time we record next week. Absolutely. Well, Tom, it's a pleasure as always. Everybody, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Stay safe. I know it's getting a little crazy out there. Um, here's, here's my uh, PSA for the week. Vote. Vote. Um, Vote early, vote often. No, that's just in Chicago. Vote early. Uh, vote early or vote on the day of the voting. I, you know, don't really care when you vote. Um, that's kind of up to you, what you're comfortable with, what your state's doing, that kind of thing. But uh, get out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Whether you and I might land on the same side of an arc, of a uh, race or not is not important to me. Uh, what's important is that we get out, we exercise our right to vote, uh, we voice our opinions, um, and we see where the chips lie. And then hopefully whatever happens, we also remember that we're all in this together. Um, so there's my political stance for the day. Vote and be kind to each other. <laughs>
Tom, it's been a pleasure as always. Absolutely. And, Have a great week. Enjoy the shows. Yeah, you as well. We'll talk next week. Yep.